Chapter 3 Marco Look, it's simple, I explained patiently. There's this party, this pool party, and I was not invited. Not only was I not invited, but the girl who's having the party went out of her way to not invite me. By the way, hi, my name is Marco. I'm an anamorph too. I'm the smart, cute one. No, seriously. Jake is the bossy one, Cassie's the nice one, Rachel's the stupidly brave one, and Tobias is a bird. So I am the cute one. All the girls think so. All except Darlene. So you are not wanted at this party, but you want to go anyway? That was Axe speaking. Well, not exactly speaking. He's an Andalite, and Andalites don't have mouths. They do thought-speak. It's like telepathy. We can all do it when we're in a morph. But for Andalites, it's their normal language. Axe's real name is Aximilius Garoth Isthil. Rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? Now you know why we just call him Axe. That's right, I explained to him. I mean, Jake and Cassie were both invited. Rachel was invited, but she's going on that stupid gymnastics thing. Basically, everyone at school was invited. All I'm saying is, there must be a reason why I was not invited. And I think I know what that reason is. Darlene likes me. There's no other possible explanation. Axe looked puzzled. Is that common among humans? To avoid the ones you like? Not like. Like. I like you, Axe, but I don't like you. There's like, and then there's like, like. Axe stared at me with his main eyes. He has four eyes altogether. Two of them are fairly normal. The other two are on these stalk-like things that stick out at the top of his head, like those little horns a giraffe has. On the end of each stalk, he has an eye, which he can point in any direction. Very weird. But you can't sneak up on that guy, that's for sure. I am confused, Axe said. It's okay, you don't need to understand. I just want you to go with me. To the party? That's right. We have to go to the party to see what Darlene says about me. She and her cheerleader friends are probably going to talk about me. I want to hear what they say. And you want me to go with you? Yeah, you and me. I need someone to watch my back. But Prince Jake will be at the party, won't he? I rolled my eyes. Axe is convinced Jake is his prince. I guess Andalites are into the whole royalty thing. Yes, Jake will be there. But Jake is not going to help me spy on Darlene, is he? Neither will Cassie. Cassie doesn't exactly fit in with the cheerleader crowd. They talk about clothes and guides. Cassie talks about animals and saving the world or whatever. Pardon me if I sound skeptical, and please don't be offended, Axe said. But I sense that maybe this is a dishonorable idea. You sense right, Axe. Tobias. He zipped swiftly overhead and landed on a low branch. He was carrying something in his beak. Hi, Tobias, I said. Do you have it? Yes, and do you know how hard it is to fly around with a live, squirming mouse in my beak? Drop it down to me, I said. You're a twisted, devious human being, Marco, Tobias said. Axe, if you have any sense, you won't get involved in this. Tobias, I am suffering. I have small, itching bumps on parts of my body. Marco has agreed to help me, if I will help him. He has a rare medicine that will help. 
Marco, you're blackmailing Axe with flea powder? Axe, my friend, you just picked up a couple of fleas. It's normal in the woods. Don't let Marco jerk you- Just give me the mouse and stop acting like a parent, I interrupted. I'm not blackmailing anyone. I'll bring Axe the flea powder. Jeez, the suspicion around here. Tobias dropped the mouse and I caught it with one hand. It squirmed and I almost dropped it. But as I began to acquire it, it calmed down. See, if you want to morph into an animal, you have to acquire it first. You have to make contact. Then, you sort of focus on it, concentrate on it. The animal goes into a trance. And meanwhile, the animal's DNA is being absorbed. Don't ask me how it works. It's some weird Andalite biotechnology. I just know that it works. When I was done acquiring the mouse, I handed it to Axe. He had to use both hands to hold on. Andalite arms and hands are kind of puny. Of course, they also have four legs, and those are pretty strong. I mean, Axe can haul when he wants to. I'll bet he could do 40 miles an hour. Then there's that tail. The tail is the reason Andalites will never be considered truly cute. I've seen Axe use his tail on full-grown hork warriors. And fast? Man, you don't even see it move. It's like whap! And all of a sudden, a hork has one arm. I believe Axe could chop down a tree with that tail if he felt like it. Marco, you know Jake will roast you alive for this. Tobias said. Morphing for personal reasons? Hey, Jake was invited to the party, alright? He'll be soaking up the rays at poolside. He'll be having a good time. Meanwhile, I, his best friend, was not even invited. Jake is big on justice. I ask you this. Is this justice? No, clearly not. Marco, Jake says the last time you were invited to one of Darlene's pool parties, you floated a baby Ruth bar in the pool and told everyone it was... You know. Maybe that's why you weren't invited. I was like six years old, I protested. I didn't know any better. Besides, it was funny. Marco, you were not six. You were ten. Whatever. Who remembers this stuff? Darlene does. I ignored Tobias. Are you done acquiring the mouse? I asked Axe. If so, give him back to Tobias for lunch. I've eaten, thanks, Tobias said. But you shouldn't laugh. You want to go play mouse? You better remember something. There are a lot of predators who enjoy eating mice. It's a dangerous world out there. And who would know that better than you, Mr. Predator? Tobias laughed. Even we predators get ours sometime. I saw a bald eagle get mauled by a bunch of jays this morning. Slammed into a tree. I guess the eagle was going after their nest. There won't be any eagles at the party, I said. The bird world is your problem, dude. I have a party to attend. Darlene likes him, Axe said. But she doesn't like him. That's pretty much how everyone feels about Marco, Tobias said with a laugh. Chapter 4 Jake I feel bad going to this party, I said. Darlene should have invited Marco. He wouldn't have done the baby Ruth thing again. He's much more mature now. Sort of. I feel a little guilty too, Cassie said. She lowered her voice to a whisper and put her mouth close to my ear. 
but I seem to remember you saying we should all take the weekend off and be normal. So I am going to be normal. We were both in our swimsuits, sitting in those long pool chairs. You know, the ones you can adjust so you're lying down or sitting up. There were 40 or 50 kids around the pool. Darlene's family had money, I guess, because it was a very nice pool. There was a long table loaded up with chips and dip and cold cuts, and there were coolers full of iced soft drinks. There was decent rock music playing on the stereo. Some kids were dancing. It wasn't even noon yet, but the sun was already bright. It was going to be hot, that was for sure. I almost envied Rachel heading up to the mountains. It would probably be cooler up there. It feels weird to just sit around and relax, I said. As soon as the words were out of my mouth, I heard a blood-curdling scream. Yeah! Someone shrieked. Oh, 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 oh! Someone else cried. I sat straight up. Trouble! I could feel the familiar rush of adrenaline. I quickly looked around, checking for the ways to escape, the places where we could stand and fight, the places we might be able to hide for a quick morph. People were running. No. On closer look, only a couple of girls were running. They were the ones screaming. That's Darlene, Cassie said. She sent me a puzzled, worried look. Oh, 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 get it away from me, Darlene cried. Get it away! Darlene ran straight toward us. She ran like the hounds of hell were right behind her. Help me! She screamed. It's after me! What is it? I yelled to no one in particular. Mice! This girl named Tracy yelled. Mice! Then I spotted them. Two tiny, harmless little mice. Two little mice chasing Darlene like a pair of lions trying to bring down a buffalo. Darlene dodged right. The mice went right after her. And then something very interesting happened. This guy named Hans yelled, Darlene, run this way, I'll stomp them. Darlene headed for Hans. Hans raised his foot up, ready to stomp the mice as they shot past. But suddenly, the mice turned a sharp left, shot around behind Hans, and tore off after Darlene again. Right then, I knew. The mice had heard Hans' plan. They had dodged away to safety. Real mice don't chase people, Cassie said, giving me a meaningful look. No, they don't, I agreed. Marco, Cassie whispered, and he must have dragged Axe into it too. I'll kill him, I said, just as soon as we save him. I raced around the pool. I tore through a mess of overturned chairs and soda cans and paper plates. Cassie went the other way. Help me, help me! Darlene screamed, running toward the patio door. Hey! Cassie yelled as loudly as she could. It's just a couple of mice. Nothing to be afraid of. One of the mice hesitated. Marco had recognized Cassie's voice. You know, if those mice want to live, they should go to Cassie, I said, trying to sound like I was making a joke. Otherwise, someone might kill them. Then, under my breath, I added, someone like me. I heard that, Marco said in thought speak. I could hear his thought speak, but since I was not in morph, I could not reply. Probably a good thing. I might have used some words I shouldn't use. It was total pandemonium. Forty kids running around like idiots. Half running away from the mice, half running after the mice. Everyone making a lot of noise. Come here, little mice. 
Cassie said loudly. We were trying to make Marco realize he had to head for Cassie. I knew he could hear us. Mice have excellent hearing. But Marco either didn't get it, or had decided he wasn't done chasing Darlene. Ah! Darlene was not done screaming either. She reached the patio door. She was still screaming as she disappeared inside her house. Marco was after her like a shot, with Axe right behind. Don't worry, I heard Marco say in thought speak a few seconds later. We're down in the basement. We're demorphing. Just make sure no one comes down to the basement looking for mice. Oh man, I muttered. I ran for the patio door. Boom! I ran hard into Hans, and both of us went rolling. No less than eight other people slammed into us, one right after the other. It was like some bad football game. All of us jumbled together, yelling and giggling and pushing and trying to untangle our legs and arms. As it turned out, that pile-up saved my life. I sucked wind and tried to stand up, and the sky above us grew dark. It was so sudden and so complete that everyone just froze. I looked up. The sun was hidden behind a swirling cloud of dust, like a flat tornado, a tornado in a clear sky. I felt a terrible sensation of dread deep down inside. The dust swarm grew solid. Within seconds, it assumed a shape. A shape like nothing ever seen on planet Earth. And then it struck. Chapter 5 Marco Okay, okay, maybe it was a little immature to sneak into Darlene's party as a mouse. But you didn't hear what she said about me. Me and Axe morphed in a vacant lot a block away. Then we toddled up over our little mouse legs to the party. Of course, first we had to get used to the mouse morph. See, when you morph, you don't just get the animal's body. You get its brain, too. And most animal brains are loaded with different instincts. Usually hunger. Also fear. The mouse had a lot of each. It was very obsessed about food. And he was one scared little animal. It's often that way when you first morph a new species. As soon as Axe and I achieved total mousehood, those instincts kicked in big time. Run, 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 run! The mouse didn't like being out in the open, in broad daylight. He was scared of predators. Seriously scared. Run, 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 run! So we ran. It was like one minute you're a normal human thinking, Hmm, isn't it fascinating shrinking down like this, growing a tail, having big whiskers? And the next minute, that mouse brain kicks in and suddenly you are charged up with the energy of a thousand cups of coffee on top of a thousand bowls of Captain Crunch, and you are energized! I can't control this creature! Axe wailed. It's insane! Just go with it! I said. It'll chill out eventually. Let me tell you, mice can move on those little legs. It was like being strapped to the front bumper of an Indy 500 car. Zoom! We hauled butt, zipping in wild terror over leaves of grass as big as trees, pieces of gravel the size of beach balls, and bugs the size of collies. That much I'm used to. I've morphed small animals before. But what was sick was that I really, really wanted to stop and eat one of those bugs. There was this one beetle, kind of bluish-black, and the mouse brain was like, Ah, cool! Lunch! But it was more terrified than it was hungry, so we just kept running like out-of-control lunatics, and I missed out on the flavor of bug. Eventually, we were able to get some control. Axe, you okay, man? 
I called to him in thought speak. I am fine, but these mice have very powerful instincts. Yeah, scared little things, aren't they? Animals develop instincts for good reason, Axe said darkly. If the mouse is cautious, it probably has a good reason. Well, if we see any cats, we'll just morph back, I said. Yes, if we live long enough. In any case, we toddled off to the party, two little mice looking for a good time. Mouse senses are excellent, fortunately. Hearing is great. The sense of smell is great. The eyes are decent, but it's hard to see much when you're only an inch tall and your face is down at dirt level. Still, I was able to locate Darlene by the sound of her voice. She was talking to her friends about the usual stuff. School, music, some cute guy on TV. Axe and I hid underneath Darlene's chair, so I was able to hear everything pretty well. All I could see of Darlene was this enormous chair roof over my head. Stretched bands of interwoven plastics, bulging down like they might burst and crush me. Quite a distance away, I could see her legs, looking like two gigantic pink pillars. Well, this is boring, I said to Axe. What did you expect? I expected them to be talking about me, naturally, I said. Then it occurred to me. I could thought-speak to Darlene. I would just say the word Marco in her head. She wouldn't know where it had come from. She'd probably think someone had said it out loud. With thought-speak, you can either do it so everyone hears you, or sort of aim it at just one person. Marco, I said. What? Darlene asked. What about Marco? Nothing about Marco, this girl named Kara said. Good, because I don't even want his name mentioned at my party. He's such a jerk. I mean, after what he did, throwing baby Ruth bars in my pool, panicking everybody? He's so immature, a girl named Ellen said. No duh, Darlene said. He thinks he's so cool and cute, but he's totally not. He always makes jokes about stuff that aren't even funny. Well, I could stand them saying I was immature. That's what girls always say. But saying I wasn't funny? I would show them funny. Oh, yes. I took off. I ran for the legs. Axe came after me, yelling, What are we doing? We're going to see how good Darlene's sense of humor is. I yelled back. I ran for that big pink leg. I saw the foot pressing heavily down on the grass. I shot past her heel, which was like a wall to me, and aimed for the toes. Let me just say this. Darlene thinks she's perfect in every way, but her toenails definitely needed trimming. I scampered right onto her foot. I zoomed across her foot, then scrabbled wildly around her ankle and back over her toes. Yeehaw! I crowed to Axe. That'll give her something to complain about. Darlene screamed. Up flew the foot. I jumped off just in time. And then she was out of there, screaming and yammering like a total ninny. Naturally, I chased her. And naturally, Axe came with me. It was total, absolute fun. I'm sorry, I know it was wrong and all, but man, it was so cool. That is, until I heard Hans yelling about how he was going to stomp me. That would never do. 
I did not intend to be stomped by Hans's big, stinky foot. I heard Jake's big voice yelling, and Cassie's sweeter, but still annoyed, voice. Aw, oh, man, it's Jake, I said to Axe. Busted. I raced for cover, looking for a place to morph back to human. Big stomping feet were landing all around me. They were slow, but man, they were big. Everyone was totally overreacting. I mean, give me a break. I was two inches long. How scary could I possibly be? Then it occurred to me. The house! We could run inside, race down to the basement where no one would be, morph back real fast, and then... Well, and then there I would be. Just me and an andalite. Great. That wouldn't look too strange. Axe, stay with me. We need to demorph. Then you have to do your human morph real quick, okay? I have the feeling, Marco, that this was not a good idea. Nah, everything according to plan. Zoom! Over the threshold onto the patio. Zoom! Into the house itself. Zoom! Past a hysterical Darlene, who was on the couch with a pillow over her head. Zoom! Along the carpet till we hit linoleum. Suddenly, the scent of dark places. Mouse places. Yes, this was going to work. We ran across a step and leapt. Falling, falling, blop, to land on the next step. Again and again, step after step, at a speed that felt like we were flying rockets. It was so cool, if you overlook the fact that it was maybe slightly stupid. Don't worry, I called to Jake and thought speak. We're in the basement, we're going to demorph. Just make sure no one comes down to the basement looking for mice. We lost our pursuers. No one followed us down the steps, and even as I ran, I started to demorph. I was halfway back to human, a strange mix of mouse tail and huge ears and human legs, a scary-looking creature, the way Mickey Mouse would look if he had been invented by Stephen King. Axe looked even worse, half mouse, half andalite. Just as I was thinking, hey, this will all be fine, the entire world flew apart. Crunch! Sunlight streamed down. The entire roof had been ripped away. The entire roof! Wood and beams and concrete just shattered and ripped and fell in huge chunks. I couldn't even make sense of it. I ran. The entire world around me was just being shredded. Shredded like the universe was being run through a food processor. Then I saw it. It was gigantic. Enormous! A creature that seemed to be made of nothing but teeth and blades and destruction. It was like 20 orc bajir glued together and given dragon wings. Brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
It was going to destroy us. There was no question in my mind. And no question that it could. Oh man, I moaned. I don't like this. Then, the eyes all flickered at once. The beast seemed uncertain. And to my utter relief and utter amazement, the thing began to disperse. He became dust again. Just a cloud of dust that thinned and disappeared. I was shaking so badly I couldn't stand up. But I was alive. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. This is your host, Daniel. Uh, just right off the bat, I would like to, before I forget, mention that I guested on yet another podcast. I'm out here. I'm on my grind. Uh, this time, it was uh, my friend Jackson's podcast, Gratuitous Pausing, which can be found on Podbean, gratuitouspausing.podbean.com. They discuss movies, basically, and compare two movies, uh, and currently they're doing a Disney bracket, and so I requested to be on the episode where they compare Big Hero 6 to Tarzan, because boy do I have some feelings about one of those, and you can tune in to find out which one and what type of feelings those are. Uh, But it was a lot of fun, and it's coming out this Friday, so tomorrow, it's coming out tomorrow. So I'm getting this announcement out just in time, but go check it out. I'd also like to give a shout out to the Equalizers because we are now in a World War One era esque uh, defense pact with one another, I guess. So go listen to the Equalizers. I've been on an episode. I hope to be on an episode again at some point. They make sequels to movies that shouldn't have them, and it's a lot of fun. That's Equalizers, E-Q-U-E-L, like sequel, but without the S. If you liked what you heard here, though, you can hear more of this at audiomorphs.podbean.com by searching Audiomorphs on iTunes or really wherever podcasts can be found at this point. But if you use iTunes, be sure to leave me a rating and a review. Uh, I love getting those. It's always a very exciting moment for me. And if you don't use iTunes, you can tell a friend. Other things you can do that would make me very happy and excited would be to send me something. You can do that at audiomorphscast.tumblr.com or audiomorphscast at gmail.com. I also just want to say sorry if uh, the past two chapters and then chapter three sounded a little tinny. Uh, I was so excited to not have to be like on top of my mic to do that soft, whispery Rachel voice that I do. Uh, I got to sit a little further back, sat too far back, and my sound was kind of bad, but we're better now. I'm sitting closer to the mic. Alright, I've dragged this on long enough. Just a reminder that there's probably not going to be an episode the July 4th week, because I will be out of the country. Nope, that's it. See y'all next week. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.
This is Jack. He's single. Hey! This is Rob. He's also single. I'm so alone! Jack started listening to OK Crusader, the premier Marvel dating podcast. Wow, I love how they used the random page on the official Marvel Wiki to discuss and rank the dateability of various Marvel characters. Rob did not start listening to OK Crusader. Do you think I could get a discount if I buy the Fleshlight used? Thanks to OK Crusader, Jack may still be single. Hey, wait, what? But at least he's had a few good laughs along the way. OK Crusader, wherever podcasts are found. <laughs>